Hello everyone, Chaplain Philip with you again. In John chapter 18, Jesus stands accused of treason before Pontius Pilate. The Roman magistrate asks him if he had been born to be king. In reply, Jesus states that all who know the truth listen to him and believe. Pilate then asks a rhetorical question in verse 38. What is truth? What he implies but does not vocalize is the cry of every human being who has ever lived. How do we find the truth? That's today's meditation topic. What is truth? And how can we find it? A quick fact check reveals more than 33,000 Christian denominations and over 4,200 religions around the world today, with all of them claiming to have the truth. No wonder we're confused about what is truth. And these statistics are just about spiritual faith systems. They don't include philosophy, political systems, societal norms, what to believe about climate change, how to manage our resources, or how best to feed, clothe, or house the human race. What is truth is probably the hardest question to address and the most difficult one to feel secure about having the right answer. To make matters worse, we're not operating on a level playing field. Human intelligence and emotional awareness are not equal across the spectrum. Our personality types form and fashion how we collect and evaluate data, as well as how we relate to change and new ideas. Some of us are well-educated. Others have very little. Throw in our economic status and the difficulty of finding truth becomes even harder. Social media, as well as the various news feeds, bend reporting to an intentional biased slant, which subconsciously directs our thinking and actions. Finally, let's consider the embedded theology, prejudices, and social norms we're taught from childhood that we accept without examination or critical judgment. No wonder Pilate asked the question, what is truth? We're still asking his same question today. God knew from the beginning how difficult it would be for us to discern objective truth with all these hindrances getting in the way, fueled by our subjective limitations. The Bible says that he takes note of where we were born, what we know, what we were taught, and how we interpret the world looking through our own particular set of lenses. That's why God chose to manifest himself to us in three different ways, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's his way of helping our finite minds understand the infinite. In a nutshell, and just scratching the surface of this subject, the Father represents the power, might, glory, and all-sufficiency of God. Jesus, the Son, is the relational aspect of God, meeting us where we are and interacting with us in a way that we can understand. But the work of the Holy Spirit is to lift us out of our limited, subjective barriers created by our society, our education, and our embedded assumptions. He is the only way for us to understand what truth is. With him, we can finally answer the question, what is truth and how can we find it? In the Old Testament, wisdom was associated with being filled with the Spirit. King Saul, 
King David, King Solomon, the prophets, all spoke with wisdom and understanding when the Spirit came upon them. Isaiah 11 verse 2 is one of many references to this. After his resurrection, Jesus told his disciples that he must go away so that the Comforter, who would reveal all truth to them, could come. And when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost after Jesus' ascension, remarkable changes took place. The Apostle Peter was a different man after being filled by the Holy Spirit. No longer was he afraid of what men could do to him. We ought to obey God rather than man, he said in front of the Sanhedrin. In Acts chapter 5, Peter called out the deception of Ananias and Sapphira. Why? Because the Holy Spirit revealed their plot to him. In John chapter 16, verse 12, Jesus tells us what the work of the Holy Spirit is. These are his words. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. You can't get much plainer than that. The work of the Holy Spirit is to guide us into all the truth, to lift us out of our limited subjectivity, cancel our prejudices and assumptions, and reveal to us exactly what God wants us to know. Through him, we will find the truth. And then the words of Jesus in John 8.32 will ring true. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I recall being taught from an early age that before I opened the Bible, I needed to pray. I was to ask for the Holy Spirit to open my mind and explain the meaning of what I was about to study. As I journey through life, I realize even more how important it is for the Holy Spirit to lift me up from my own views and let him explain to me what is truth. When I clear my mind of my own preconceived ideas, when I let the context and the meanings come out of the verses in the Bible before my eyes at the promptings of the Holy Spirit, I often receive new understandings of truth, sometimes even real epiphanies. I've also learned that this is true for every type of input registering with all five of my senses. When I interact with people, I need the Holy Spirit to help me know what is truth. When I listen to the news or read articles, books, social media, anything, I need the Holy Spirit to help me know what is truth. Even when I pray, actually, especially when I pray, I need the Holy Spirit to help me know the truth of what I am to pray for. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings too deep for words. So if you struggle to know what is real, what is true, what you should believe, invite the Holy Spirit into your search. Let him lift you above your limitations and you will find truth and the truth will set you free. The old hymn, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me, says it perfectly. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip, and as always, may God bless you today.